What's up, everybody? You are listening to Sports Marketing Perspectives Thursday's Hot Take presented by Fresh Creative. Fresh Creative is a marketing agency that joins brands and culture by transforming your stories into content that resonates. For more information, visit freshcreative.com. That's www.freshcreative.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Thursday's Hot Take here at Sports Marketing Perspective, where we bring you some of the latest news and some of the hot takes from this week in sports, sports marketing, sports business, and sports culture. Um, As you already know, I am Asia McMillan. I am the founder and owner of Sports Marketing Perspective. And yeah, um, this is the NBA Draft Edition. So just want to put that out there. This is the NBA Draft Edition. And look, we just finished the NBA Draft Round 1. We are, or they are in Round 2 right now. Um, I believe they are on the 38th pick. So got a little ways to go until the NBA Draft is completely over. But let's talk about Round 1, the first two picks. Uh, The Phoenix Suns went with DeAndre Ayton who was uh, the favorite at number one. And then the Sacramento Kings went with Marvin Bagley III at number two. Number one and number two. Now, from a sports marketing perspective, no pun intended, (laughs) but from a sports marketing perspective, Puma, Puma has struck big. Puma struck big with the draft. I mean, the first and second picks in the uh, NBA draft belong, I won't say belong, but are assigned to Puma. Puma is reinventing their brand. They are trying to rebrand their uh, basketball division. And I think that is a big, big move for Puma. I think that they can really, they can really, you know, put their foot down and make a, a mark for themselves within the sportswear division and within the, uh, especially the basketball division of sportswear, uh, competing with the likes of Nike, Adidas, Under Armour. Um, so, I don't know, man. We'll see where that goes for Puma. And that's just from a sports marketing perspective. These young and talented athletes have a lot more in store for them in the next season, especially over this summer league season, going to see what you know what they're really made of this summer league as they compete against some of the top rookies and some of the you know the top prospects who are still looking for positions on teams this summer at in Orlando I believe uh Salt Lake City and Las Vegas I do if anybody can remind me do they still hold summer league in uh Utah or Salt Lake City I believe so uh if you know that let me know because I'm not sure if they still do that or not or if it's just Orlando and Las Vegas. Um, but regardless, they are going to really showcase their talents in Summer League this uh, summer, which I believe is just next month, you know, a few weeks away. So we'll definitely see how they match up against some of uh, the top uh, prospects and top rookies uh, within the NBA. Now moving on to something that I really want to touch on, which is some of the latest news surrounding the NBA and free agency. Now, we thought that this was going to be LeBron James free agency, as it is every time LeBron James is a free agent and has the potential to, you know, move on to another team or to, you know, 
you know, opt out of his contract with his current team. It seems to be LeBron's summer, the summer of LeBron. And, man, Kawhi Leonard came in, and he kind of stole LeBron's uh, LeBron's flame there. Kind of, uh, and I'm not going to say he, he stole it. I'm not going to say he put LeBron's, put out LeBron's flame because this still is LeBron's summer. I mean, come on, he's the best player in the league today, arguably the best player in ever in the NBA and in the world. So, I mean, it's still his summer, but Kawhi Leonard, um, he's, uh, you know, Allegedly or supposedly, he told he told the Spurs that he wanted out. He told the Spurs that he wanted out. He no longer wanted to be a part of the Spurs organization, and he wanted to be traded. Now there are so there are many rumors uh, going around that he told the Spurs that he wanted to be traded to the Lakers. And just today, I believe news broke that the Lakers have. Um, Reached out to the Spurs in regards to Kawhi Leonard. Not sure all of the specifics on that, you know, connection and that communication from the Lakers to the Spurs. But uh, as we all know, or if you follow the NBA and follow free agency, you know that Spurs uh, coach Greg Popovich went to Southern California on Tuesday to meet with Kawhi Leonard before the NBA draft. So, you know. Not sure what's going to happen there. Um, should the Spurs let Kawhi Leonard go? I think they should. If a player is asking to be traded, why keep him off for another season just to make things even more uncomfortable within the locker room um, than they already have been um, over the course of this last season? Um, we know we know what's been going on with Kawhi Leonard. We know what's been going on with his lack of communication, if you will, with the Spurs and, uh, you know, some of the things that have been said, you know, throughout the season from, you know, his his camp and from the Spurs uh, and Popovich. So, you know, we'll see. It's kind of sad that Kawhi Leonard uh, and the Spurs have kind of seemed to be parting, parting ways and seem to have gone this route. Um, however, it's a business. Uh, like I say all the time, every time I think about, you know, especially my team being in Miami Heat, um, and then I think about the Orlando Magic, and then I think about, you know, Cleveland Cavaliers, and just just the whole business model of the NBA, I always have to remind myself that it is a business first and foremost. So it's in the the business of making money, doing what's right for a team. Uh, players doing what's right for themselves and their own brand and businesses. Uh, so we'll see how that goes with uh, Kawhi Leonard and the with Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs. And then touching on a little bit more free agency, we might as well talk about the free agent LeBron James and and I want to touch on Gary Payton for a second. Again, Gary Payton. Gary Payton. You done made all this uproar about LeBron James' son going to the uh, going to play high school basketball in Los Angeles. You got everybody, you know, watching to see any moves that LeBron makes in L.A. If he goes to L.A. for vacation, if he steps foot on a plane, what whatever LeBron does, you got everybody just kind of sitting on it, sitting on it now. 
And it's like, man, if what if LeBron really does go to the Lakers? How, as fans of the NBA, as, as someone who lives on the East Coast, someone who is a fan of LeBron James, a fan of the Miami Heat, fan of Dwayne Wade, a fan of that championship team that him, Wade, and Bosh, you know, had in Miami, how do you feel? Personally, personally, I I don't see a problem with LeBron going to the Lakers. I don't see a problem with him going to the Lakers. However, I feel that LeBron, and I probably said this in the last podcast, and you've probably seen me say it on Twitter or Facebook or wherever, but I feel that the Cavaliers' job their job and when in regards to LeBron James is to bring him the talent. Why should LeBron James be for lack of better, you know, like the like the young kids say nowadays, why should LeBron James be clout chasing? Why should LeBron James be chasing a championship or be chasing uh somewhere to go to play with better players? It's the Cavaliers job, it's their duty with respect to LeBron James, to bring the players to him. LeBron James should be sitting there, you know, going over things for the in the NBA draft, you know, sitting in a conference room with the GMs, with the owners of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and saying, hey, look, this these are the best moves for the team. Not saying that he should be taking over, but he should be giving some type of input as to the type of players that he needs to play with the caliber players that he needs to play with to bring a championship to the Cleveland Cavaliers, to play well within his last few seasons or however many seasons he has left. Uh, He has stated that he wants to play in the league with his son. So we know right off the bat that's at least four to five more seasons that he's hoping to get. Why not bring the talent to him? And I know the Cleveland Cavaliers are stuck with a lot of different things on their, you know, their salary cap and with players. And some say that that may be LeBron's fault. Excuse me. It may be LeBron's fault. Still, he's the greatest player in the league. The the talent should be coming at him. And that's all I'll say about that. Um, So let's get back to the draft. So, number one, DeAndre Ayton. I'm just going to go over the top ten picks just in case you didn't watch the draft or you're not that in tune with the NBA draft. We have number one, DeAndre Ayton to the Phoenix Suns from Arizona. Number two, uh, we have Marvin Bagley III to the Sacramento Kings from Duke, which this was a record-setting round, uh, NBA draft round one for Duke. I believe they took three players in the first round. We have Luka Doncic. And if I mess up these names, y'all forgive me. But Luka Doncic is going to, well, he was, the Atlanta Hawks picked him number three from Real Madrid, Spain, and he was traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Okay, so number three, Atlanta Hawks picked Luka Doncic from Real Madrid, but he was traded to the Dallas Mavericks. We have number four, Memphis Grizzlies picking Jaron Jackson Jr. of Michigan State. And then we have number five, the Dallas Mavericks picked Trey Young of Oklahoma. However, he was traded to the Atlanta Hawks. So the number three pick from the Atlanta Hawks and the number five pick from the Dallas Mavericks were traded, um, sending Luka Doncic to Dallas and sending Trey Young to the Atlanta Hawks. 
the number six pick, a pick that I was really uh, kind of focused on because Orlando is my hometown team, and I kind of want the Magic to do well. I, I want them to succeed by any means necessary just because it would mean a great deal for the city. We haven't really been to the finals or to the playoffs since Dwight Howard left. So, And before that, we hadn't been since uh, Tracy McGrady and then Shaq. So... Yeah, so uh, number six, Orlando Magic pick Muhammad Muhammad Bamba, which I think was an excellent pick. Him teamed up with Eric Gordon would make a really great duo here in, here uh, with the Orlando Magic, and he is from Texas. Um, the number seven pick, Chicago Bulls pick Wendell Carter Jr. from Duke. Good, I think that's a pretty good pick for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, he's a center, 6'10", 259 pounds. Um, number eight pick. Cleveland Cavaliers pick Colin Sexton. He's a point guard, 6'2", 190 pounds. I think that's a big pick for uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I know that they were saying the Cleveland Cavaliers were picking not in reference to LeBron James staying or leaving. They were picking without regard to anything that LeBron James decides to do. But I do feel that Colin Sexton uh, as a point guard was a great pick because that's what they need after they let go Kyrie Irving to the Boston Celtics. So Colin Sexton from Alabama, uh, number eight pick to Cleveland. And I'll probably go a little further than 11 picks, so we'll see. Uh, or 10 picks. So number nine, the number ninth pick, uh, the New York Knicks. <laughs> the New York Knicks. Kevin Cox, uh, small forward from Kentucky, is was the number ninth pick for the New York Knicks. 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 What y'all doing? What y'all doing, Knicks? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll see where that goes, especially with the unicorn. Uh, I don't not knowing when the unicorn, uh, Porzingis is scheduled to be back with the team after his injury. Uh, going into the number ten pick for the Philadelphia 76ers, Mikael Bridges. Um, he was picked number ten to the Philadelphia Philadelphia from Villanova. However, he was traded to the Phoenix Suns. Um, the number 11 pick, Shy Gilligas Alexander, he was traded to the L.A. Clippers from Kentucky, and that was to Charlotte. The number 11 pick to Charlotte was Shy Gilgias Alexander. However, he was traded to the L.A. Clippers. Um, Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges, he was the trade to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, and he was picked by the Los Angeles Clippers at number 12 for Michigan State. And then we have the 13th pick, again, by the L.A. Clippers was Jerome Robinson. He was kept by the Clippers. He is a 6'5 point guard from Boston College. But I think that was a pretty good pick and keep for the L.A. Clippers there. And Michael Porter Jr., somebody who kind of went late in the um, in the draft in the first round, thought Michael Porter Jr. was going to go much earlier than uh, 14, thought he was going to be one of the number 10 picks. However, he fell to 14, but he went to Denver, Michael Porter Jr. from Missouri. Um, and I just want to skip to uh, the 16th pick. Zaheer Smith, he was traded to the Philadelphia 76ers. However, Zaheer Smith was picked 16. Again, thought he was going to go pretty early. Thought he was going to go at least top 10, maybe 12. And going to the Spurs, the Spurs with the 18th pick in the first round pick, Lonnie Walker, the fourth. 
He uh, went to Miami, University of Miami. He's a shooting guard at 6'4". Again, the Spurs, I, I tweeted this on Sports Marketing Perspectives Twitter page. The Spurs, uh, they, they, they're a wise team. They um, pick big, but they pick practical. And Lonnie Walker is a great addition, especially knowing that uh, Manager Ginobili is probably going to be his. This is probably going to be his last season playing. He may stretch it out to one more season. But with uh, Manuel Ginobili going out, um, Lonnie Walker can step in and be a great asset to the San Antonio Spurs and also with Kawhi leaving. So I think that was a really good pick for the Spurs there. Um, going to number the 21st pick, Grayson Allen from Duke. Okay, this like I said, this was a big first-round draft for Duke. And, man, I thought Grayson Allen was going to go – a little higher than 21, but he went to Utah, which I feel is a really good spot for him to go. He went to Utah, and look, Grayson Allen, great player. He commands respect on the court. He command, his, his attitude and his personality commands for you to see him. And whatever he's doing, it's like you don't have to like me. You don't have to. You don't have to like me. You don't have to love me. Uh, you can, excuse me. You can like me. You can love me. You can hate me. But you're going to notice me. And that's the kind of presence that Grayson Allen brings. And I think pairing that up with Spider Mitchell, <laughs> with Donovan Mitchell, uh, is really going to be a great duo for Utah this upcoming season. And I think that was all the um, the players that I really wanted to touch on And within this draft. There uh, were a lot of players that are still – hold on, let me go to round two. So – Round two. So far, we are on the 45th pick, and you know, round two goes pretty quick, pretty quickly. A lot of good players picked up. 31st pick was Ellie Okobo from France to the Phoenix Suns. I want to see, okay, Orlando 35 went with Melvin Frazier, and they also went with Jared Vanderbilt. I was looking for Corey Sanders to kind of be picked up. Corey, Corey Sanders from Rutgers, however, um, they're just on the 45th pick with the Nets on the clock. Brooklyn Nets are on the clock right now. So we will see. Up, oh, Brooklyn Nets pick is in. They pick Hamado Diallo from Kentucky, shooting guard. Okay, so the Rockets are now on the clock. Um, but, yeah, I think that's all the players I really wanted to go over for this draft. Um, one thing, that, another thing that I want to touch on is the fact that Leangelo Ball has not been picked up yet. <laughs> Leangelo Ball has not been picked up yet. He is not in the presence of the NBA draft. I believe he is at the uh, GBA League opener, which is a junior basketball association opener uh, that is his dad's organization. So he's at that with his father. But Leangelo Ball has not been picked up yet, and there's a lot of speculation on whether he will go in the second round or whether he will go undrafted. Uh, I think it's a big, I don't well, I don't think it's a big deal if he goes undrafted. I think it's a big deal seeing as how you know his father talks a big game about all his sons. But I do feel that if he doesn't go undrafted, it will be good for him. It'll be good for him. It'll be good for the Ball family. It'll be good for his dad to kind of realize that hey. Although you have some great talented sons, 
you know, being as boisterous as a, and as vocal about them may not be the best policy, especially going forward within the NBA. You have to let your talent speak for yourself, not your dad, not you. You have to let your talents on on the court, off the court, speak for themselves. Um, and I think that'll be a real eye opener for the Ball family if Leangelo Ball goes undrafted. So we shall see. We shall see. But yeah, so this has been just kind of like a quick Thursday's hot take here on Sports Marketing Perspective. I just kind of wanted to do a video. Also want to say, make sure you follow us at Sports Marketing Perspective on Instagram and on IGTV. IGTV's um, Instagram just launched a new uh, platform called IGTV, which is where you can share, I believe, up to 60 minutes, uh, up to a 60-minute video on there so you can essentially have your own show <laughs> and that is where this recording is going to be um, posted on so if you follow us on Instagram make sure you follow our IGTV channel that's sports marketing perspective on Instagram and IGTV as well as Twitter and Facebook so um, yeah and that's it for this Thursday's hot take just wanted to give you just some of the news and some of the happenings that's going around uh, especially around the NBA since this is uh, draft NBA draft Thursday um, hey if you all have any suggestions or anything you want us to cover um, anything you want us to kind of hone on whether it be about marketing business current news events topics uh, whether you want us to go in depth about, you know, a hot take on what's going on with Sports Marketing Perspective and its affiliates, let us know. Um, definitely reach out to us on social media. We love to hear from you guys. Uh, I love to hear from you guys. Um, and I love to respond to our audience um, and the people that love, <clears throat> excuse me, love our content and love to to see and you know, hear and read our content. There will be a lot of content coming up within the next couple of weeks. A lot of articles, a lot of video footage, especially with the new IGTV channel. So definitely stay tuned and keep it locked to our social media channels. Um, but yeah, if you have any suggestions, any questions, comments, feedback, whatever it may be, definitely reach out to us on social media that's sports marketing perspective everywhere instagram twitter facebook uh youtube uh even though we're not on there as much especially with igtv but any and everywhere you have social media we are on there as sports marketing perspective um so yeah this has been it's been a pretty fun night i love watching the nba draft just to see the excitement on the young um, athletes faces as they're getting called you know their name is being called, and they're, you know, it's an opportunity of a lifetime. Something that really only happens once in a lifetime for these young athletes and this young talent. So, definitely uh, rewarding seeing them, you know, hear their name being called and them walking up on that stage, putting on that hat, and knowing that their lives have just changed for the better, forever. Hopefully, for the better, forever. So yeah, so like I said, any comments, feedback, questions, suggestions, make sure you hit us up on social media and um, hopefully I'll see how this video chops up and put it on IGTV. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am Asia McMillan. You can also find me on Instagram at I am Asia McMillan. And uh, this has been your Sports Market Perspectives Thursday's Hot Take. Catch you guys later. Peace.